Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's popping in the pop culture. And I'm thrilled today to have, for the first time on this show, Mr. Fred Armisen, who is now, I don't think they could see you doing that now. Uh, who is now waving. You can say now that waving. he is now waving. Fred is now waving. He's on season seven of Portlandia. Yeah. And we're all happy about that. And I'm really thrilled that you're here today. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm glad to be doing Portlandia. It's, I, I feel very lucky. Can't believe we got this far. I heard that season eight is the end. Yes and no. I, I yes mean, and no. It's either... It is... Because here's what, here's what happens. Okay. People make announcements. Yes. And the next thing you know, they're getting back together. Bands break up and they're getting back together. So we kind of casually were like, oh, maybe we'll do eight seasons. And then it became this official word. Oh, but I we, see. It's eight seasons. Yeah, we're like, well, eight seems like the right amount. So we have some control over it. But I keep seeing uh, comedy groups get back together, uh, you know, like Bob and David and... Uh, even at SNL, there's a lot of reunions, and you know, I, I said goodbye to SNL. I remember, and then I'm I'm on pretty frequently, you know. So I was like, <laughs> so this, is really this is my last show ever, and right away, within months. Uh, so I think that big announcements of like the end, it doesn't. At first, it doesn't. Uh, it, it doesn't ac actually count, and then before you know it, it's people are back together. So what I mean to say is that there are no goodbyes. There are no goodbyes. I yeah. love that whole right? idea. This is a great thing. Yeah. But when you're shooting this show, Portlandia, you're in and you're living in Portland. Yeah. How much of the year do you spend there? Quite a when bit. When it's not shooting. Oh, I, I go back. I have a place yeah. there. It's, uh, it's like the way people here have a sort of country house upstate or on Long Island. Uh, for me, my place to go to is Portland. I, I've been going there since before Portlandia. And I, I, it's a great place to be. I don't know if you've ever been, but... I haven't. Now I feel really bad about it. Don't feel too bad. I Just picture, bad. It, it, picture it like this. Picture it like Brooklyn, but without Manhattan around it. Like a sort of... Without that other big, noisy yeah, place. Yeah. Instead of, it's like, there's like forest around it. Be beautiful trees. It's overcast. Nice old buildings. It's just really pretty. And we see all that, and, and yet you and Carrie Brownstein constantly make fun of it. In a very loving way. Yeah, it's, it's all with kindness. We're making fun of ourselves because I am of that culture. The culture that goes to like a restaurant that has like chalkboard writing and like, uh, you know, local foods mm -hmm. and all those things. I am drawn to those things. I remember that skit early in the series with the chicken. Yeah, yeah. I am, I am a sucker. know the provenance of the chicken. Yes. Where did it come from? And did it have friends? Did it have friends? And that's the great thing about what you're doing on this, is that you think you know where it's going, and you never do. Well, that's very nice of you. No, but Thanks. that's really hard to do. Well, that's, you know, uh, it's our writers. It's, uh, it's Carrie thinks of a You'd lot of You'd be one things. of those people. I would be one of yeah, those writers, but we have, we have others. And what happens is as soon as it starts feeling like uh, a little predictable, someone comes up with an idea. Of, like, let's try to keep it kind of cartoony. It's a little bit like... We used kind of the Simpsons as a model. You know how the Simpsons oh, have yeah. a lot of turns and uh, surprises? It's, we, we try to go for that. It, it's kind of like a, a Springfield. And it can go anywhere, which is the great thing about it. Very lucky. You can be in drag one day. Yeah. You can be super macho the next. Yeah, Carrie's in drag. She does. Everybody can do whatever they want to do yeah. on the show. Yeah. What did it, I mean, to me, it, it's so great that you, <laughs> you know, drumming. 
band leader for yeah. your friend Seth Meyers. Yeah. Musical, loving what punk is. Yeah. Carrie being a manifestation of that. You yes. know, this is what she is. Now doing this kind of comedy show together. Yeah. How does that happen? Take me back, Fred, to the beginning when the idea first dawned. Um, well, Carrie, being an old friend of mine, guitar player for Slater Kinney, I was at SNL, and um, I just thought for fun, it would be good for us to do a project together. So instead of doing music, which is kind of predictable, let's form a band, uh, we thought, let's just make little videos just to put online. Who knows what it'll be, but let's just do it for no reason. And there's a freedom in that. And all of a sudden we had three videos, four. A lot of them were the feminist bookstore. Uh, five. All of a sudden we had a whole, a whole slew of videos that were a sort of template for pitching a show. I remember my manager was like, what do you want to do next? I was like, let's, look, we have all these videos. Let's do a show with this. IFC came along. They were open to it. There's our show. So we never really had to do a pilot pilot. We already had all those videos. You make it sound too easy. People been, will think they can do this now. I want people to think they can <laughs> mm-hmm. do it. Uh, because it was, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it, it was very easy. All of a sudden, it was just because I wanted to do it, all of a sudden it was happening. I've been very fortunate. I'm, that's not lost on me, that I get to play music, that I get to do comedy with Carrie, it's, that we get to shoot in Portland. Then I come back to New York, then I'm in L.A., and then I'm here. You know, it's just like uh, all of these things, I'm very, very lucky. Because the things I do, are very, it's a very strange kind of comedy, and it's a weird mix of, you know, yeah, but no real God. jokes or anything. But thank God. Yeah. And I've been very, very lucky that, you know, and with a lot of support. Well, you know, you get support, you get awards, yeah. Emmy nominations and yeah. things like that. But what happened with Portlandia? which was wonderful and scary to me at the same time, yeah. is that it won a Peabody Award. Yeah. And when that happens, I don't think anybody really knows what the Peabody Award is, True. except that it's really important. Right. And then you begin to think, oh, <laughs> what, what have I done? Oh, yes. Do I owe something now? Uh, are yeah. we really making very profound statements as well as being funny? And, and there's no preparation for it. They yeah, sort of announce you- it and... And uh, I kept wanting to say, like, are you sure? Or, like, do you want us to wait a couple of years so we can come up with a thesis? But that's the beauty of that award. I, that's, that's my favorite because there's no campaigning. There's nothing. There's no announcement for it be- beforehand. Like, these are the nominees. It's just all of a sudden. It, suddenly you're a Peabody Award yeah. winner. And the number changes every year, too. The number of Peabody's yeah. per. Well, it will always follow you. You will be Peabody Award winner. Yes. Fred Arms. That's right. Can anybody working on Portlandy come up with an idea for something as a, as a skit or what's going oh, on? Oh, definitely. It? Definitely. People do sort of <clears throat> chime in and, you know, people, uh, especially in the art department, uh, they'll come up with something and then we just incorporate it. So, sure. Who yeah. came up with this season's uh, men's film festival of male movies because they're just not making them anymore? That, that was a group effort because we kept, the discussion kept coming up that like, what happened to men? Whatever happened? Women have just taken They've over. They've just taken over and like uh, directors and, and, and in the TV industry and film industry, I mean, it's a kind of joke, but we're like, there's nothing special about being a man. Uh, you know, we're saying this in a sort of, we're kind of making fun of it, but we just thought like, let's do something that it's all about, like whatever happened to men. 
So that's where that came from. And then basically Catherine Bigelow had taken over. Yeah. And it was just women all the time. And in the comedy world, I mean, it's just... a man, the name of a man has less of an impact. So it's not a complaint. It was just a sort of jokey way of addressing No, I, I know, because yeah. there might be a lot of women that wish that were true. Right, <laughs> in, exactly. In an industry ruled by the Marvel and DC it, Comics industry. Yeah, it's like a double joke. Double. I mean, it, But that's what's great about it. We, we, we almost com- don't know, even know what the joke is. We're just like, let's just do something that's about a men's film festival. Well, I mean, like I said, whenever I'm watching this and the skit, is, it begins, there's one skit the two of you are doing where you're getting directions for a wedding in the countryside. Yes. You know we what all that's got like, right? That. Yeah. I can't, the GPS isn't working. And you're out. Should we go to a map? Should we ask somebody? And it's like, it's that? all lumpy everywhere with pebbles and your car is going over some weird hill and there's and little he, teeny signs everywhere like this way to the wedding. It's always the same kind of ordeal with cutesy names of, you know, the banquet hall or whatever. And then you're always running into practically a traffic jam of other people looking for weddings yes. too in yeah. the same isolated countryside, yeah. which has now turned into a commercial enterprise. Yes. And then to see that skit build into just driving into the wedding. Yes, <laughs> the only this, way in. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that because there's nothing like it. Well, so you deserve the Peabody Thank Award. you. You deserved I, all thank that. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. But where, I have to know this, where did all this start with you? Where do you, I mean, your mother is Venezuelan? Yes. Your father, German? Yeah, German-Japanese. German, grandfather, Japanese. Yeah. What is Crazy in you mix. of all of those cultures? I think that um, it's because I'm first generation American, it was this feeling I remember in school of just wanting to fit in. So it's a sort of charade of being American. My parents had accents. It's the sort of trying, trying to fit in. The thing, I think it comes from there. So and that's why you're so good at accents. That, that's nice of you to say. But oh, come on. You can really do anybody. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. thanks a lot. Yeah. It's... Um, it's just, um, you know, the, the, the want to, to do the right thing, to, be, to do things the right way. So I think, I think that's what it comes from. But sometimes when you've got to do somebody, the times you played Obama, yeah. what do, you, do you suffer through finding the right way to approach it? You try, you do a couple things. You try to please the writer, make sure that the writer's happy with it. Listen to recordings. I remember I listened to the audio book. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, you do try to not think about it. Just if you overwork things and you just, you, then I think the audience can tell if you're just clawing away at it. So you just try to find a, a place that's like a little bit you, a little bit of the accent you listen to, and then hope for the best. Hope that the jokes are good. Hope that the audience is in a good mood. You know. Can you let it go? Did people on SNL, after the show was over, do a little Monday morning quarterbacking? Or do you just say, okay, we're on to the next thing. We oh, we're that. way on to the next thing. thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the beauty of it. But it's also, you can't, you can't really get engrossed in, in, the, in the ego of it. Mm-hmm. So if something goes great on Saturday night, on Monday it is old history. You have to reinvent yourself every Monday. So you can't, you actually can't do a victory lap. You can't go, hey, it wasn't that great on Monday. You've got a new host. You, everything is like, they, you really do erase the chalkboard. Well, that's good if you could do it, but psychologically it sounds like... It's actually better for 
if you want to be a comedian, it's better for you. Because you, that this way you're not precious about yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not like, I'm a genius. It really is forgotten on Monday. And it feels like it. You're like, oh, that show, yeah. So you are just mentally in good shape. Well. <laughs> as far as, you know what, Come as on. far as work goes, I think I have a very healthy attitude towards work. Maybe a little bit of a workaholic. But you said that once. I was reading something where yeah. you said, I have to be working all the time. I have to be working. It's like Woody Allen's shark that has yeah. to keep moving. Must be doing it because I love it. And while I have the opportunity, absolutely, I want to just keep doing it and doing it and doing it until I can't anymore. There's also a quote I read of yours where you said, I feel sorry for anyone I've ever gone out with. Yeah. Why, why do you feel this way? Um... Well, it's something you know, that I've worked on, on myself, but um, I think that that part of my life is where um, I was more focused on work. I was more, I was kind of, that's where my ego has, has taken over. And then um, as the years have gone by, I've sort of tried to keep that in check. And, and, you know, I think once I could acknowledge things like that in my life, I could sort of move on and there's a new day. I always look at you and Carrie Brownstein and think, why aren't they together? Why? Well, we have such a close, great relationship. I know. I mean, it's, it's the best thing in my life. My problem is with intimacy. That's where my, I have my biggest problems. But with Carrie, I have the most intimate relationship because, because of the, the sort of absence of the physical part of it. It actually becomes very physical and very deep. And, and that's one of the reasons I can forgive myself for my past because I know that I am able, I have, a, I have the capability to have a close relationship with someone. On SNL, you get to meet a lot of people. There are guest hosts there. Yeah. On Portlandia, there's a million people that come on yeah. and, and do this. Who makes you laugh? Um, Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric mm -hmm. makes me laugh. And, Jason Sudeikis really makes me laugh as a person. Mm -hmm. Tina Fey always makes me laugh. She just says the right thing. She just can really put an idea together in a sentence in a way that I, I get mad. I'm like, that's how, oh, I wish I could say it that like that, you know. So she's, uh, so many people make me laugh. Carrie, of course, mm -hmm. Maya Rudolph, Rachel Dratch. Um, Bob Odenkirk makes me laugh. A million people. It's the best being around people who can make you laugh. Well, it could be, it could also be intimidating, you know? And you could say... Yeah, but that's good. You rise up to it. See, Martin Short is really funny. Bill Hader. I mean, everyone I know, it's like, I'm surrounded by good, funny people. You have great optimism. Well, it comes from, I spent a lot of time playing drums in a punk band. Mm -hmm. And we got nowhere for a long time. Carrying my drums, driving a van playing the empty rooms so empty rooms after empty after clubs. all of that i cannot all of a sudden i'm doing comedy and you know this peabody award you're talking about yeah. all these amazing i have of course i'm optimistic i'm like that is such a relief that i didn't end up you know suffering through the rest of that no, and you're it's a very lucky thing. It was a very lucky thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you are making us laugh, and you're doing things that you seem to want to do. 
<laughs> rather than somebody yeah. else coming in saying, this is what you need to do to yes. do this. Yeah. Well, that's good. We always, this is the first time you've been on, we always end this so uh, show in song. Okay, great. Whatever comes to you. You could upturn this popcorn box and drum on it, as far as I'm That'll concerned. That'll make a mess everywhere. We don't really care. You should, some people have thrown this at me. Um, I will not do you that. You will not do that. Because no, popcorn makes the wrong kind of mess. Does it? What does it do? There's little bits of residue that even after you vacuum and stuff, it's still around. The crew would be very grateful that you did that. Oh. But we could do a song. So, yeah, what will it be? Ready? Hello. Ready for our song? Mm -hmm. um, this is a song that we actually rehearsed and that we know together that we learned. Mm -hmm. We wrote it for you guys. And it's called, it's actually called Popcorn. Is it really? Yeah. Great. P, aren't we doing this together? I, I'm going to remember it soon. Come yeah, on. Hon. Yeah. P. P. <laughs> P is for people and O. Oh, yes. And P is for some more people, people. and C is for Charlie. And O, 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 O is for Ohio. <laughs> and R is for the railroads we love so much. N, N, N is no, no, no. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's okay. So could we have the rights to that now? We wrote it could together. Could that be the theme? You know, it's nice of you to give me that credit. You know, I didn't even come up with the end. We sat I, in the room for like four hours. Yeah. I couldn't come up with what the end should be until uh -huh. you, and I think it was here this moment, came yeah. up with no, no, no. Yeah. So, you know, again, creativity. Creativity. That song could get you your second Peabody. Yes, yes. Fred. Or third or fourth. Thank you, or whatever. How many, how many do you have or want? Oh, my God.